Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinning. All right, folks, welcome to episode 27 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. It's great to have your company once again, or if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Today's guest is Jen Herman of Jen's Trends, who has literally written the story on Instagram marketing. In fact, she's written the Instagram for Dummies books. And I wanted to get her opinion on the podcast because I thought it was important to understand how people can actually utilize Instagram when it comes to Instagram automations and Instagram chatbots. Of course, we've chatted about the ins and outs of how chatbots on Instagram works. And if you haven't yet listened to episode 24 with the CEO of Chat, Mike Yan, it's a really interesting chat and I'll put the link to that in the show notes. But Instagram automation isn't like a build it and they will come, you know, Kevin Costner type of thing. No, you need to tell people that it's there. And so in today's interview, we go into the tactics to do just that, how you can deal with it and how to actually drive business outcomes while still maintaining that authenticity that you need on Instagram. We'll also chat about how Jen has become one of the go-to resources for all things Instagram marketing and balancing it with life and being a mother. It's a really interesting chat. Of course, all the links to the resources we mentioned are in the show notes, but I'll be back at the end of the episode with a link to that as well as a promo code for you to start utilizing Instagram automation if you haven't already. Okay, here's our chat with Jen Herman of Jen's Trends. Jen, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. It's great to have you on board. And as we were chatting here previously, I um, mentioned that things really important with all of the uh, fanfare about the Instagram chatbots coming up, which is a great thing. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I thought it was really important to get someone like yourself on to talk about how it can actually utilize this fantastic new feature in Instagram. And no one better than a person that's literally wrote the book on <laughs> uh, the book for dummies on Instagram marketing. So we'll get into that much more, but um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you you've got to where you have now um, and being the go-to person for Instagram marketing? Yeah, it's, I mean, and I was some people, I did not wake up one day and say, I'm going to be an Instagram expert. This was nowhere near Jen's life plan, uh, but life happens. And a number of years ago, it's actually about eight and a half years ago now, I started a hobby blog, which was Jen's trends in social media. Nice. And it was meant to be, you know, just random information about social media and like what's going on in Twitter and Facebook. And it was really casual and there was no strategy. It was like, sometimes I posted three times a day. Sometimes I posted once a week. There was nothing in plan, but about six months in, I started falling in love with this little app called Instagram, which at the time was still relatively new. And I was like, Oh my God, who needs another app? Like we're so busy. There's so much, but if I'm going to do a blog post or, or have my blog be successful, I have to understand Instagram. So I started blogging about it. And this was again, back eight and a half years ago. Uh, and Instagram's only, I think like, what, like 11 years old or whatever. So yeah, it wouldn't be it, much older than that. Yeah. Right. And so it was one of those things where not a lot of people had strategy for Instagram. It was very superfluous content related to post more content, use more hashtags, use more filters. 
And that's not how generals. Um, I'm a science dork by nature. I have two degrees in science. Actually, I have no formal education in marketing. Uh, again, didn't wake up trying to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised at the degrees that we've heard on this podcast that have literally zero. Couldn't be any further away from marketing. So right. <laughs> that makes well, a and lot I of like sense. I like the science background because it actually I come with a scientific assessment of marketing, right? So I look at data and analytics and insights and metrics and why did this one work and this one didn't work? What did we do differently? So I I tend to pull things apart. And in doing that, that's how I started approaching Instagram on my little tiny blog that had like, you know, a couple views a day, um, maybe a couple hundred. It It was slowly growing thanks to meeting some great people in the space back in the Google Plus days. They started inviting me on their shows and we started talking about Instagram and I kept blogging about Instagram and within about six months. So after about one year of having my blog, I started ranking as number one on all the Google searches for anything related to Instagram because I was the only person creating fresh new content that was also strategic and relevant in terms of quality answers. Once you start ranking as number one on Google, the podcast interviews start coming. The speaking events start coming. (laughs) The clients start showing up and I was like, oh, so much for a hobby blog. Uh, So it, it it turned into a business. And at that point, I started getting very strategic, putting together pricing models, uh, looking at what I wanted to do in terms of speaking and opportunities and and all these different opportunities that could come my way as a result of Instagram. And so I, I kind of rode that wave. Um, again, like I said, it wasn't something I planned on, but I've been very lucky over the years to be surrounded by amazing people who've given me platforms to, to broaden my audience. Uh, you know, if people hear something, a rumor, if they get beta access to something, I'm very lucky that they will come to me and either screenshot things, let me into their account to beta test um, and do things so that I can bring people the newest, most accurate information as quickly as possible, even when I don't have access to something, which Instagram has blatantly blocked me from things, really? including chatbots. They oh, blocked really? me from beta access. Oh, no. They blacklisted me, I swear. <laughs> so it's it's one of these things where I, I kind of have to get creative sometimes, but you know, thankfully all those people come around and, and show me and like I said, bring me in access so we can talk about it. And I continue to speak, you know, eat, live, breathe, sleep, die by Instagram at this point. And it's kind of become who I am and what I'm known for. But I also work uh, with clients of all sizes on strategy, not just on Instagram, but social media strategy in general. Cause again, I really like to come at things from a that more kind of technical scientific approach um, and really get deep into what are your goals? Where are you going? How are you getting there? What are we doing to get there? Uh, and so that's that's when I work with clients, I do more of that and less the Instagram stuff. But around the world, I'm known for the Instagram stuff. Yes, Jen with a double and Jen's trends, yes. <laughs> um, which, which I love. It just, it fits you and your personality so well. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the strategy and, and I want to talk about that and how, uh, how it fits in the chatbot space. But yeah. firstly, what was your initial reaction when you heard that <laughs> the Insta- the chatbots were coming to Instagram? Sorry, not chatbots, Instagram automation. Instagram um, automation. We, we can't need call to call chatbots. it. I can't call it chatbots. Um, Whatever, they're chatbots. Let's get yeah, on. they're chatbots. <laughs> uh, how, like because from a Facebook perspective um, and and you sit in this interesting um, position where you obviously work with people and talk to people each day that will be like, 
oh, this is a cool new feature. This is going to be really interesting. And then the marketer takes over and they tend to ruin it. We have a really bad habit of doing We that. ruin everything. Everything. <laughs> so what was your initial reaction to when chatbots, uh, there was word that chatbots were going to be coming to Instagram and opening up? So I kind of had mixed reactions and you have to understand that like, and I love that I'm on like a, a chatbot podcast is the, like the person who doesn't use chatbots. Um, it's not something I've actively used. Now, that being said, one of or my best friend is Amanda Robinson, who builds chatbots and has been active in the chatbot community. Um, and she has built me some amazing bots for my messenger marketing tactics that I use when I go to conferences and events and, and things like that. So I am well aware of the robust functionality, but I don't really use them because it was one of those, I had one and then we stopped using it because I wasn't doing live events. So it kind of defeated the purpose of having the bot that I had in place. And I was like, you know, okay, well, I'm doing fine without it. So when they announced they were coming to Instagram, my first response was, oh no, we're going to ruin it. Um, <laughs> much like you said, because we ruin everything. But once I figured out and got deeper into how they work, I lost my mind. I don't know if we're, you know, allowed to say bad words on your, on your show. So I'll keep my, yeah, my language. That's fine. More than, <laughs> you know, more than happy to have the explicit rating on this. Cause I was like, I was going to say I lost my shit. And then I was yeah. like, Oh, can I say bad words? I'll, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll say I lost my mind. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things that when you start to see how they work again, marketers have ruined everything we do it on all platforms. I'm sure marketers will, will make a good attempt at ruining it here, but Instagram for its benefit, you know, whether you like it or not, has been very limited in a lot of lead generation capacity in a lot of link sharing capacity. And I specialize in teaching B2B brands how to use Instagram for lead generation and sharing and getting traffic. And there's all these workarounds that we have to do to get that, that traffic. So when you started learning about the chatbot functionality, I was like, Oh, like I had that like epiphany blown mind moment of like the things that we can do that we've never done before. Whereas on, you know, Facebook, or even when you think about like Twitter and LinkedIn, when you think about automation, it's, it's kind of replacing something you already did yeah. on Instagram. It's introducing something new you didn't have before. And that's where I, I just got so excited about how this can transform, like literally transform how businesses and brands can use Instagram. So I'm like, I realized this was a really long answer, but I'm like, I'm so excited about it. I, I got really excited. And the more I dive into them, I'm like, oh, we can do that. And we can do that. And I get all giddy about it. And it's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's certainly a really exciting time to be able just to think about the possibilities, what they currently are now. And then obviously this is, um, you can tell that Instagram are taking a cautious approach yes. Uh, because I don't want to repeat of people, you know, abusing the system like they did in the the early days in back in the (laughs) wild west of Facebook chatbots. Um, Right when you can do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, But uh, the difference I think with Instagram, it'd be interesting your thoughts on this is that if, because it, it is a brand new thing and if people don't do the marketing well, it doesn't actually really matter too much what's happening on the chatbot um, behind mm-hmm. it. Like if they're not a good Instagram marketer, they're not going to have a good chatbot. Yeah. Um, and is, is that mainly because the stark differences between both of the platforms and how engagement, how people tend to utilize both of those platforms on Instagram and I, Facebook? 
I do think that's a large contributing factor. Um, you know, the platform utilization is different. Um, user behavior is different. But I also think the fact that Instagram has limited how you can initiate a chatbot is a significant factor. Whereas like on Facebook, you can find someone's Facebook page and say, get started. And that can open a messenger marketing flow and take you through, you know, whatever system you put in there. You don't have that option on Instagram. The only way to really launch the, the flow is to engage with something that's already there, right? They're replying to a DM, they're leaving a comment. There's The entry points are much more limited in the sense that you have to already be communicating with that person. So to your point, if you don't have an engaging post and no one saw the, the caption that said, you know, comment below, or if you don't have a good story engagement where people are willing to reply to your story, you're kind of like, well, it doesn't, you can have yeah. a good bot or a bad bot. It's not going to really matter if no one yeah. sees it. Yeah, no one will see it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. And if, you, if you're doing well, you're probably going to do well with building how your flow works and where you want that conversation to go and what you want it to either replace or introduce. So I think there is some of that level of protection in terms of how people will, will conduct them. And But also on Facebook, people tend to be more willing probably to do more things, right? They're willing to click yeah. on more buttons, yeah. go through more flow steps. Whereas on Instagram, people, it's like, they're scrolling quickly. It's fast moving. And if you make them do four, five, six steps through a flow, they're going to be like, what? I'm out. Like, so it's going to have to be a different level of interaction for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think the, um, you touched on there, the people that are doing Instagram well. And I think once they sort of open up, um, the people that do have, and it opens up a whole new sort of range of industries that are kind of like, mm -hmm. I'm big on Instagram. I barely touch Facebook. <laughs> um, right. I don't get any engagement there. I don't put the effort into it because, you know, 95 to 99% of my engagement happens on Instagram. So, can we chat about those people and, and yeah. maybe how they can, um, you know, whether it be, I'm thinking kind of industries around, you know, creatives and photographers and those sort of space that their business fits the Instagram platform well. Um, how can they sort of start to utilize some of these things to be able to grow their actual yeah. business? Yeah. So, I mean, and again, who does well on Instagram is obviously very subjective, but yes, things typically like the food industry, the fashion industry, the beauty industry, the wedding industry, photography industry, those are some of the, like the more commonly accepted. It's easy yeah. to do Instagram, right? Because they have beautiful pictures yeah. and people hang out and they go to Instagram for that content, yeah, right? Like sure. if you're looking for a restaurant, you're going to go to Instagram before you go to Facebook. I yeah. mean, that's, that's normal behavior. So yeah. They, they probably have, like you said, better content, better traffic, things like that. So a couple things to think of um, in terms of growth. One of the things that I've been most kind of playing with on the back end would be giveaways um, as a means of driving engagement. So you could have it where someone replies to the story as, you know, and that enters them into a flow, which takes them into a contest entry. Uh, you could have it where they have to leave a comment on a feed post. And again, that triggers something that puts them into a flow 
for a, a, the giveaway, right? Where you're collecting their email address, um, you know, their contact information. Maybe they have to answer a question. Um, I mean, you could have them where they have to share a story. You could give them like a template or yeah. something and they have to create a story and at mention you because the app mention would would trigger the, the flow. So there's things you could do and because giveaways in general are a really, really good way to grow your audience, especially when the prize is relevant to what you do. Yeah. If you're in the beauty true. industry, the prize could be a beauty pack, like boom, done, yeah. easy, right? Yeah. So those sorts of things are super valuable. Um, also to look at ways to partner with other brands, whether you are more the influencer side or if you're the brand working with influencers, but using the, the automation, the chatbot system as a means of tracking those influencer campaigns. So having, you know, as the influencer say, comment, you know, below with the brand name. And now every time that happens, that launches, you know, something that could yeah. then feed over to the brand. You can track this. Um, then, you know, there's all these ways that you, again, you can do that to drive additional knowledge and awareness about your brand and working with influencers. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I keep telling people and I feel bad saying this. I'm like, but yes, the, the the automation system does have its limitations in terms of what you can and can't do. But yeah. really, you're only limited by those like technical constraints and then your imagination. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You yeah. can kind of take it wherever you want it to go. Yeah, exactly. And um, like you said, there are and the limitations. I think, as we said, it's a cautious approach, but it's probably also a benefit as well. But it does yeah. fit the platform and. Um, you mentioned earlier around how people are interacting and the, and the engagement on Instagram differs to Facebook. Can you talk about how, you know, you can't necessarily just take your flows that you have in Facebook, um, and then just copy and paste them and then just put them over uh, onto Instagram. Cause it just won't work, right? They're two very different sort of behaviors. Can we talk it's, to that a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's two reasons it won't work. One like I said, the entry points on Facebook are different than Instagram. So it's not going to work because you can't start the same way. Um, so you're dead in the water before you can get started. But also, like you said, there is a difference in user behavior. So typically on Instagram, you're talking to a different audience, not generically across the board all the time, but typically Facebook's going to skew a little bit older. Instagram's going to skew a little bit younger. Typically, just looking at your captions for, you know, regular feed content, feed, you know, Instagram versus Facebook, you're going to be looking at typically maybe a shorter caption on Instagram, things with more emojis, maybe a younger vernacular in terms of like the, the slang or the lingo and the, the phrasing that you use versus what you would use on Facebook. Same thing is going to apply to your, your chat bot, right? Like you want to keep that tone and messaging related to the target audience on Instagram. As we kind of already mentioned, you're also looking at a different user behavior, how much time people spend on Instagram. It's a quick scroll, like scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap, or they're tapping through stories and swiping through stories. And they're, yeah. you have their attention for seven to 10 seconds, and then they're on to the next piece. So to capture them long enough to get them into a, an actual flow and get them to take steps. If you've put them on a choose your own adventure, that's, you know, 20 steps deep, you lost them about third step. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. they're, they're not likely to stick around unless it's super valuable. So these are the types of things where instead of taking people on an adventure, let's give them quick and easy. Give them the link, like email, here's your link. 
email, here's the video, or skip the email process and just go right to, here's what you asked for. And provide that as more of a value add, more so than trying to do it for the lead capture or the lead gen or the, the audience building especially up front. People are new to this on the platform. They're more likely to be like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do now because they're not used to seeing this kind of behavior. Mm. So one to two, three quick, easy reactions and, and keep you know the verbiage in the chat to be similar to how you would talk and communicate on Instagram. Don't post, you know, a, a you know, three paragraph long description of something in your, cause there are people gonna be like, bye Felicia, right. We're out the door <laughs> and they're never going to follow through on whatever that next step was. So short and sweet. Touching on the, uh, when now the people are like, all right, this sounds interesting, but going back to your reaction and it's probably similar to a lot of other people's reaction at the start as well is that it sounds great but if I'm a business that you know I respect my audience on Instagram um how can I still maintain a level of authenticity and that I don't want to come across like robotic I mean when you say chatbots people think robots automation um, right yeah, like an automation no that is going to fail um so you know how how can people still do that um, both in the content that they're posting um, and then, you know, the, the follow-up after that, but mainly around that sort of content and what sort of creative they can be using to still kind of say, Hey, we've got this, you can utilize that, etc. Yeah. Like how, how to maintain that level of authenticity. So I think it's really important, again, from a strategic standpoint, that you know your brand voice, tone, and style on Instagram, right? So what slang or lingo do you use? Um, you know, like I always say, I'm gonna, G-O-N-N-A, do something, not I'm going to do something. I write my blog post that way, write my captions that way. I speak that way. So making sure that you know what that looks like um, so that you can translate that into your automated messaging. Um, when I built out my bot for Instagram, I also put her on there that I am Jen Herman's grammager, not a momager, not a manager. I'm her grammager. And I literally put that as the, like the welcome, like, that. so it's clear up front. And I think it even says like, I may not be, I may not have as great heels as Jen, but I'm just as sassy, like because <laughs> people okay. know my brand. Right. Yeah. So putting that up front, a it, it meets the requirement, the requirements that says you're speaking to an automated system. Um, but it also adds that level of personality. So it takes away that level of like, you know, message us and, and we'll send you the link. And you're like, link. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the personality in it, say a little hello, make it relatable. And then from there, keep it short and sweet. Right. So you can mention you know, what it is you want them to do, you know, give them the resource that you wanted to share with them, whatever those things are, but keep it short and sweet. Um, and then say, you know, at any point, if you want to speak with a team member, say, blah, 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 or, you know, pose your question here and someone will follow up with you. So you're, you're still allowing the human connection to come in. And it's worth remembering that on Instagram, like DMs are where conversions yeah. really go down, right? Like cap, I always say captions are where you make conversions because that drives traffic to your, you know, your call to action, but DMs are where the conversations happen. Like 
that's where people have that one-on-one conversation with you off the public forum, Instagram stories, go into a DM when someone replies to your story. It's a very personal environment, but it's rich for driving those conversions. And so we don't want to like, you know, violate that by creating this overly automated environment that takes away the personality and the creativity that came out of the story. And now they're talking to, you know, hi, I am Jen's bot. Please leave your email below. We, we don't want to lose that level of personality. So work with your team, figure out how you want that brand voice, you know, tone and style to come through and test it out. You know, like when someone does interact with the bot, reply and be like, thank you for interacting with the, with the bot. How was your experience? Would, yeah. you know, is there something we can do to make it better? Yeah, it was too long. I wish it had more information, blah, blah, blah. Like it's new, test it out, ask people questions. I love that. I love that last little bit um, uh, around testing because it probably touches on your analytical side of things. And I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated as to how like you're kind of the, the perfect combo of understanding people and having that EQ over IQ. And, uh, and I think that's been one of the, you know, the elements to your success. So you understand people, but you understand the numbers as to how yeah. to <laughs> uh, get their attention and what works. Um, and what doesn't, is that something really important in Instagram marketing, um, in general to be able to, you know, understand people, but also be able to read the stats a little bit and go, this did or didn't work. And this is why. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of my favorite things to teach on Instagram is insights because Instagram has very limited insights again, compared to Facebook, right? Facebook gives you like a treasure trove of information and data. And on Instagram, it's like, here's three data points. And you're like, well, what do I do with this? So I do a lot. I mean, I now know my content well enough that I can look at a post and tell you if it performed above or below median average. And I can tell you what, you know, the average conversion rate is on my post. And I, I know it all because I've been doing it long enough. But absolutely, and one of the things I always tell people when you're looking at your Instagram content, it's not always just about the engagement number. It's not always just about the comment number or the like. It's about reach because on Instagram, reach to me is the most valuable metric. How many people saw that post is more important than what they did with that post. But then you can dive deeper into your analytics as well and see which posts drive the most website clicks, the most profile visits, the most, you know, DMs, or like you can actually search for all these metrics within your insights. Those are where I like to get nitty gritty because I can put up a post that gets, you know, 87 likes, but generated a hundred website visitors Mm. versus a post that got 500 likes and generated two website visitors. So I don't care so much about the likes and the comments. I, I want that because that keeps my content up performing well. It's, it's better algorithmically that more people are going to see more of my content, all those things. But knowing what's driving that traffic, ultimately where you want it to go. Do you want people engaging, you know, with your bot? Like if you did a post where your call to action was leave a comment below, did you get three times more comments than usual? Mm. You know, how does that tie in? Um, this is great for link sharing, right? You can't put a link on, on Instagram, right? Yeah. So if you can say, if you want the link to the article, comment link, you know, whatever. And they comment and now now you can see, oh, okay, well, I might not got a lot of likes in that post, but I had, you know, 28 people say they wanted the link to that post. Whereas normally maybe one or two people comment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we have differential. Now we can start to see where the value is. And now you can start to look and see 
What do people want? If you offered them a blog post, did they ask for it? If you offered them a, a goodie bag for free or for a discount code or those, like what are you offering that's generating their interest? That helps you now craft your content to meet that same, you know, ultimate goal to say, okay, we thought people would want, you know, the goodie bags. Turns out they want the free ebook. Now, you know, and now you can craft your content strategically to meet those goals and serve your audience better. Love that. It's very investigative, Jenna. I know <laughs> that you have a, um, a master's in forensic science. So I think that's yeah. definitely the, um, <laughs> the investigative uh, forensic coming out in you. Um, uh, have you actually thought about, I was thinking how a forensic scientist could, maybe this is like a little side product for you <laughs> where you could have maybe a Jen's um, like Cluedo game uh, with a <laughs> chatbot, uh, and maybe you start an investigative um, uh, investigative chatbot as part of your Instagram chat marketing. I forward. love that idea, and I will <laughs> totally think about that because that would be really fun. And it, you know, it's funny because you know people that don't know I have a master's degree in forensic science are like, "You have a what?" Um, and they're like, "Well, how does that tie in?" I'm like, "Honestly, it doesn't," but. It, the funny thing is it actually, it has, like you said, from the metrics, yeah. the insights, the the details, but I've actually been invited to speak um, on behalf of whether it was the defendant or the prosecutor in court cases, um, because I have the scientific background to be able mm -hmm. to say, here's how the technology works. Here's what the person right. could or could not do. Um, and I was actually called uh, on behalf of the defendant at one point uh, for a case. And I was like, I don't think I'm the witness you want, because I'm going to be able to prove that he could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were trying to say that like, oh yeah, this could totally happen. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, that can't happen. And they, were, so they never called me to the stand. Um, but, but that's the thing, right? Like it, it really is being able to get creative and to do something like, yeah, like a clue game or to, or to put together that, that, you know, experiential opportunity for your audience to connect with you in a way that's different. Uh, you know, having clues along the way, prizes along the way, leading up to a grand prize, spread it out over multiple days. Like all of these things drive up your engagement, right? Yeah. It's, it's showing you what your audience is interested in. You're getting like literal, like haptic feedback from your audience based on their behaviors but it's driving up engagement. And when you keep that engagement up, that means your content is higher in those users' feeds. Meaning when you now turn and say, oh, by the way, you know, sign up for my Instagram course. They're <laughs> like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So it, it serves a long run purpose to do those sorts of like fun and creative things as well. Yeah. Can you looking forward, and I know it's always hard to predict where a lot of these platforms will go <laughs> and what people will do, but obviously, like you said, um, people are always contacting with new features and new yeah. insights and you have uh, um, a very unique view on it. So how can you see this in, you know, 12, 24, maybe 48 months time, like of where people will now have their feed strategy, their story strategy, their real strategy. Will <laughs> there be a chatbot strategy? I hope so. I mean, I really think there should be. And I think that, some people will like much like Facebook, you know, messenger marketing, some people will adopt it and, and do really well with it. I think some people will try it, get overwhelmed and say, it's not for me. Yeah. And I think some people will just never try it. I think we'll see the kind of the gamut. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I think that even more so than on Facebook, once people start to see the link sharing, the, the ability to connect and provide those resources on Instagram that they can't do right now, they're going to be like, oh my God, how do I do that on my account? 
Why doesn't yeah. our business have this? Why doesn't our brand using this? And it's the more people do it, I think it will kind of have that ripple effect that more and more people will embrace it and open up that opportunity for these types of connections uh, with, I mean, that's really what it's about. It's connecting with your audience and building those relationships by giving them what they want and what you want them to have. So they give you their money ultimately, whatever, whether, you know, whatever your business is. So I absolutely think so. I think that in the next 12 months, it's still going to be a little green. I think it's going to be a little bit more of the, uh, the, the crazy people like us who, who get really geeky excited over these types of features that are going to be most excited about it um, in exploring with it, trying it out and, and, you know, introducing it more or less to other people. And I think on that note, if you do embrace this, and I'm assuming most of the audience here are probably the people who will embrace oh, it. Looking at it yeah. You need to educate your audience. Okay. So realize that even if they're used to what you do on Facebook with, with your messenger marketing, realize they don't know what that means on Instagram. So take the time in your post to say, comment below, and this is going to launch a chat flow. In that flow, you're going to have the opportunity to X, Y, Z. Or, you know, once you do that, we'll send you the link in your DMs. Let them know what that means. Like, because they might think that by leaving a comment, you know, you're going to do an automatic reply on the feed post, yeah, or are yeah. you going to, is a pop-up going to show up? Or if they, if they comment, you know, how are you going to reply? And so take the time to put in just that little extra caveat of, of education, put it in on your stories, even just do a little video that says, okay, we're, we're doing this new, you know, chatbot method. And when you do this, this is what's going to happen. You know, tap to the next, you know, slide to start the, the game or, or to enter the contest, whatever it is. You take the time to educate your audience on it so that they're more inclined to participate. Once they see the value and the excitement, then they start saying, well, how do I do this? I wanted this. And then it will start to, you know, gain more traction in the next, you know, 12 to 24 month period. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're hundred percent right. It's kind of that snowball type thing and envying competition is one of those things yeah. that's going to drive a few more um, chatbots to the different accounts out there as well. Um, I always sort of ask, people uh this question around looking back a little bit and, and it's been obviously a really fascinating story from you know your humble little blog <laughs> through to uh you know author and, and renowned speaker on the topic can you think back to you know when you went to the app store and you downloaded instagram and thinking that in eight years time this is the app that you're going to be building your brand around like that's pretty crazy right it's so crazy it's it's really crazy you know and it, the reason I fell in love with Instagram as an app in itself was because of the photography I am not a photographer let me just be upfront. I do not like I've done photography classes and I still can't tell you how to make an f-stop like line up properly I don't know <laughs> but I I I like photography. I have a good aesthetic eye for alignment and putting things, you know, in, into a composition that is visually appealing. And I love photography. So Instagram made it easy to be like out walking the dog and be like, Oh, that's a pretty flower. And you could get like the cool depth options and you could add, you know, filters and you could do all these things and, and change the sky from, you know, blue to orange and purple and all these crazy <laughs> things. Yeah. And it was fun. Right. And so like I said, it never, 
never thought that by, you know, downloading that app, eight, literally almost exactly eight years ago, that I would be where I am today. But it's been such an amazing journey to get here. The amount of people that I have met, the amount of experiences that I've had, the places I've been able to travel the world. You know, I was in Perth a couple of years ago, uh, you know, for a conference speaking about Instagram. And I'm like, this is my life. Like, <laughs> I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful to the, you know, the amazing community in the social media space and all these little niches that we have uh, that I've been able to use this as a platform to, to build a business and connect with amazing people and travel and, and provide so many opportunities in so many different ways. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, you're incredibly lucky, incredibly grateful. How much of your success has come down to, you know, um, luck and being in the right place at the right time. But obviously there's been a lot of hard work over yes. the years. You, you've, you've grinded to, to get to where you are. So how much has been hard work and how much has been, yeah, just, just pure luck and being in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think there's always something to being in the right place at the right time. You know, whether you, you say it's the universe or God or whatever plan that, you know, guides you somewhere and you're like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this, but we're, we're going to try it today. And we chalk it up to luck or, you know, yep. fate or whatever. I think there's a lot of that at play, but yeah, there was, you know, the reason I started ranking as number one on Google was because I was the one creating the content. I was putting things out there day in and day out, week in and week out consistently. And while I still don't create as much blog content now as I used to, I'm doing podcast interviews and I'm doing YouTube videos and I'm writing blog posts and I'm doing summits and conferences and, and I'm in my Facebook group and I've got my newsletter. I mean, I'm creating way more content now yeah. than I ever was back then. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's the biggest success is that, you know, you have to show up and the way social media works, as we all know literally I could wake up tomorrow and Instagram could launch an entirely new feature. And there goes my entire week, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I am now like, what is this feature? What do I do with this? How does it work? What am I supposed to teach people? Out comes that forensic scientist, Jen. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Someone start pulling it apart. Um, but, and that's, you know, what happened when the chatbots came out, it was like, okay, this is great. But I'm like, shit, there goes the next month. I've got to learn all this stuff and figure out how it works and where it works and how to do it. And, but I think, you know, in this industry, if you're not showing up, you become basically obsolete, right? Like if you're not staying up on top of these things, and if you're not actively learning all of these new changes, you know, you could literally post on Facebook and you're like, really? Like you're, you know, the 2018 strategy called and they want it back. Like <laughs> things have evolved so quickly and, and what works now is not what worked six months ago or six years ago by any means. So you really, you know, to be successful at any point in this industry, you just have to stay up on learning what's going on in the industry. Yeah. And, you know, you've done an amazing job at that to not only yourself, but to help other people around yeah. you stay on top of it um, and educate them as well. Um, it's been a really fascinating chat. Like I said, it's been something that I wanted to get the angle of someone that wasn't just building the bots was actually <laughs> going to drive traffic to it and could come up with the ideas as to how those chatbots could work. Cause I think it's just a really important missing piece of the puzzle that sometimes people overlook as opposed to we'll just chuck something up and we'll just, yeah. you know, all of a sudden our chatbot will just start firing. It just doesn't happen. Um, yeah, this, I, I, you guys said at the top of the show, this is not a build it and they will come right. Yeah. Like 
even on Facebook, it was a little bit more build it and they will come because you could have the get started button. You could do things that people would click accidentally and it would launch a flow. Yeah. That is not going to happen on Instagram unless they maybe at mention you in a story while you happen to have that flow lined up. But even then they'd be like, how did that, what, where did this come from? Like, yeah. it's a completely different environment. You really have to be intentional with it. Yeah. And, and authentic. Um, I think the, you know, one of the things um, I think it was your, someone was saying in the clubhouse, we were chatting around the, you know, replying to the Instagram, uh, the mentions in the Instagram stories was introducing things like a randomizer. So, yeah. you know, when someone posted two or three stories in a row, they weren't getting the same reply over and <laughs> over. And it wasn't saying, thanks for your story. Like, and it wasn't acting like a bot. It was just yeah. being like, hey, thanks, this looks cool. Our team will be in to check it out soon. Um, yeah. You know, and, and tips like that are, um, you know, a gold um, for, for the marketers out there and for the people that are wondering how they can do this but do it well and do it properly. Um, speaking of doing things well and um, doing Instagram marketing um, properly, uh, where can people find out more about you um, and contact you and get more information about how you can help? Yeah. So I'm pretty much everywhere around the world as Jen's trends, J E N N S underscore trends on Instagram, Twitter, clubhouse, YouTube, all the places, uh, Facebook, feel free to go over to Facebook and search Jen's trends in social media. You'll find both the page and the group. The group is where we share all breaking news related to Instagram. So whenever anything drops, happens, news, rumors, you name it, we talk about it there first figure out what's really going on. And then I go post about it on the Facebook page, on the blog, on Instagram. So the the Facebook group is definitely the place to hang out and, you know, stay on top of all the things. I love it. It's like your little um, test group. Um, it is. And like your little um, your little test tube type thing going back to the science right? side of things where you can get all the little My insights. science lab. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Facebook people. Um, Jen with two Ns, uh, which I love. Um, there must have been a few Jens in your school. Um, there was always, the growing up, elementary through high school, there was a minimum of four Jennifers in every class, sometimes five or six. So there was always a one-end Jen. I was two-end Jen. There was a Jennifer, a Jenny, someone went by a last name or something like, I mean, it was at the point I literally in middle school almost started going by my middle name just because I was so tired of being one of like a million Jennifers. But I eventually, the two end gen thing kind of settled in and it kind of became my space and it's, it's working it's, for me now. It's stuck. I love it. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks so much again um, for, you know, bringing your expertise um, for the listeners out there. It's been really fascinating chat. I love the story. I love how, you know, you've come um, from a science background and now you're doing something which, like I said, no one really started marketing as what they were doing um, right. back in the day and a lot of people <laughs> have fell into it, but they're often the most successful people out there and clearly have had that. So really appreciate your time once again and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Jen. Really interesting to see how a traditional Instagram marketer is approaching a really new area such as Instagram automation. All the links and resources that she mentioned, including the links to her Facebook group, can be found at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 27. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 27. And don't forget, you can get a free trial of ManyChat. And to tell us how, I've got two special guests, my niece and nephew, Maddie and Cooper. Say hi, guys. Hello. Now, what is a promo code to get a free trial? Chat Marketing Podcast. And how long is a free trial? 
30 days. Okay, head to minichat.com and claim it. We'll chat to you next week. Say bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.